is a man that goes his own way. So he, man, goes his own way. Go your own way. And we are back with Something Gate, this time with the regular cast. This is Jared. I'm Steve. And I'm Mama Claire. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. We kind of went freeform, hooking it up style. Um, And listening to that episode, I had a blasty blast of a time. We are currently waiting for a delicious, delicious pizza to show up. And we're going to get as much in on this first half as we can as we talk about the things of the week. So, Steve, how's it been going for you, man? Because we love you listeners, but we really love pizza. Because pizza rules. <laughs> How's your week been, man? Uh, What's going on? It's been all right. Um, you know, we're just gearing up for the holiday season in retail, which is ever so much fun. I bet. He said sarcastically, wishing he didn't hate his life. Um, <laughs> so... We're still uh, waiting for Halloween costume ideas, so keep that up. Are we? We should do. We should totally do Archer. We, we want to do Archer. We want to do Archer for C two E two and oh, go and do a remote thing. I'm. Um, I mean, we're we're gonna do Archer, but we gotta do it. Like if if I'm doing it, I'm doing it up, and I'm not doing it for fucking Halloween. I'm doing it for like a weekend thing. All right, fair enough. For sure. Enough. Uh, what else is going on this week? Um. I've been buying a lot of movies lately. Uh, Civil War came out, Conjuring 2 came out, uh, The Shallows, Warcraft. Uh, so I picked all those up. I haven't worked my way through them. I obviously watched Civil War again. Uh, the Shallows was awesome. I, I kind of wanted to jump into that real quick because, you know, <laughs> I... That's a great... <laughs> get it? Um, so for me, Blake Lively, overrated hot chick. No. Don't wrong. don't like her. You're Not wrong. a big fan. But then every but hold on, I'm going I'm going on a journey you're here wrong. with you. That's, you don't. There's no journey to be had. Jared is wrong. She's got a. She doesn't have a good face. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. What is your definition of good face? My wife. Well, well played, and true. However, Blake Lively still has it. Like well, like on the previews. Okay, so what I want to say is on this is like on the previews when the movie was in the theaters, you saw like this basically small scale Jaws type style. Like not like over ripping off Jaws, I'm not saying that, but as in this is that style of movie. Absolutely. Right? So then I saw today when they brought it out on DVD, just shots of Blake Lowry's ass, boobs, (laughs) and a shark. Ass, boob, shark. Boobs, ass, shark. Is all I saw. Is that what the movie is, or is there actually some like substance to the movie to make it worth watching? Okay, so here's my here's my take on it. Because I went back to the episode where we talked about rebooting Jaws initially, and you had even mentioned the Shallows in right. that episode and compared it to Jaws. And to me, Jaws is Jaws is Jason. Jaws is Freddy Krueger. Jaws okay. terrorized a community. Okay, like, fair enough. He went for it. The Shallows and, and this movie is more of your Killer in the attic, you know, somebody's in the basement, somebody's in the woods following the campers around, you know, very small scale because... So more like, I know what you did last summer? Uh, we don't like to talk about summer, it's fall, and she's not on the show. <laughs> and there's no babies to kill. <laughs> By the way, I have decided what her name is going to be for uh, the Vag Dialogues. Oh, Jesus. The Vag Dialogues with Mama Claire and Auntie Summer. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Anti nitro. I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's not that kind of movie. Like this is like two steps above a sci-fi movie. Okay. So like yeah yeah it's small yeah it's small in focus yeah there's a lot of familiar tropes in it, but there's it's. The, the cinematography is gorgeous, and her acting is perfectly on point. And I normally don't like CG animation, but you can't really... They, they blend the shark really well with practical effects and CGI, and it, it does a really good job of conveying the emotions of this story. Okay, cool. It was So how long was it? Uh, about an hour and a half. All right, put it on the Not Jared rating scale. On the Not Jared scale, it is an 8 out of 10. Nice. So, you know, I was listening to the last episode, and I, I rated, so, somebody rated something, or I rated something 7 out of 10. I don't remember what it was, and I go, huh, 
Thought it was good as Suicide Squad, huh? And I was like, huh, maybe, maybe, maybe my analysis of Suicide Squad was a bit off. That like the first time I was able to acquiesce to that statement was today when I listened to it. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, if nothing else, you know, three ninety nine HD rental or something, you'll enjoy it for the one shot. I'm gonna watch it. Do you have it? Yeah. I oh, you're gonna have to have a movie party then. Yeah, absolutely, man. Sure. I didn't. I, I didn't throw it in my bag. No, not this morning. No, I got to work tomorrow. But yeah, no, it was. It was definitely, uh, definitely worth a watch. Highly recommended. And I would fall asleep on the couch. Just to preview the episode today, I have an article that I want to hear Claire talk about so bad. Yeah, I yeah, picked yeah. an article for you that I want your opinion because I think I know what your opinion is going to be, and we'll get to that point. But I just want to kind of tease a little bit here. Okay. So, nobody likes to tease, Jared. Yes, they do. So, my week, the thing that I'm excited right. that, that I'm excited is back is one new season of Tosh.0. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> Love me some Daniel Tosh. Number two, my favorite part of what's back on TV, Drunk History. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the foosball. Nope. Uh, foosball's been out for a few weeks, and my fantasy team suck, and I apparently don't know how to play fantasy football anymore. Luke, you'll love that one. Um, but drunk Luke doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, fair enough. He doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> but drunk history is back, and damn it, the first episode was great. He had Chris Parnell playing one of the parts on it where he's not saying anything. Oh man, million dollar idea. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interject. We'll fucking do drunk white and nerdy one day. Like, oh, like, oh yeah, like, it'll be like drunk JRMDB. It'll be great. But we're gonna talk about the. I know exactly where you're going. Okay, so this is our idea, UTJ, to shut up. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick origin stories or comic book theme, like comic book storylines, get people drunk and have them explain that storyline under the influence of alcohol. I like it. I love it. That's a great idea. High five. Absolutely. That's the smartest thing you've said in a long time. What? Fuck Besides, you. let's get the hate the late. Because that was pretty smart. Say smart. I brought you whiskey. And hold on, you didn't even let me finish what I was saying. And because you never get to the point. And true. It's fair enough. Claire <laughs> usually gets to the point for me. Ha <laughs> ha! Giggity. Crazy. Claire, what's going on in your week, man? How's it going? Um, I read a book. Yeah, you said, you, you said that, right? What book was it again? I read uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh, the X-Men. The X-Men. You know, in some ways, a little bit. Professor Xavier's home for wayward children. Um, but I will have to tell you, it's w- way more versed in mythology-esque type th- theory. Or so it's cults. X-Men meets Percy Jackson? Um, Maybe not Percy Jackson. More not um, specific. So rather than taking, we're going to take this. Like Odine? <laughs> Odin and hell. Rather than take one specific genre of, although it is a little bit more versed in Celtic, old Germanic kind mm-hmm. of stuff, it's it's definitely more on that side. It's all about time loops. Oh, oh um, and and evils. So uh, it's mixed with the X Men because because the people do have. The kids they call peculiar peculiars. It's basically a genetic abnormality mm-hmm. that basically the rest of society hasn't figured out how to detect. Okay, and um, it's it's very interesting, but it's it's a little bit more like I'm trying to think. There's something that's kind of in my head, almost like um, you know the the theory that uh, kind of like you know we created vampires or we created zombies. Mm-hmm. They kind of created the bad guy. Or the Peculiars, in a way, kind of created the bad guy that then basically almost hunted them to extinction. Oh, okay. And well, they just... hide in their loops in order to keep safe because they can't uh, cross. Okay, it's so a, yeah. these these kids develop, I don't want to call it powers, but they develop this abnormality and something exists to be their adversary and it over, almost overwhelms them. Yes. So well, loop. well, some of the, some of the, um, yeah, some of the Peculiars do that. And then um, women are... Um, I can't think of the word that was in there. Witches? No, they're birds. Untrustworthy? Only, only birds control time travel. Okay. So they're the ones that reset and the, the loop. And the male if you're in Harry Potter. So they're the ones that help to reset the loop daily, keep it open. Oh. And um, only women can be that. Hmm. So they're that's why. And so they kind of take it on these kids. And when you're in a loop, you stay in that time frame so you never age. Huh. Um, 
I'm just, just, I want to go see it with the kids. I'm kind of like the graphics look fun to me. They look I, like, fun. They look cool. I really like the main the main kid that's playing okay. there. Um, Asa something or other. He was the kid from Boy in the Striped Pajamas. He was the no. It's it's Ender. The kid from Ender's Game. Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. I thought it was Butterfield. No, and Asa then, Babenya. And then the other one <laughs> that he was um, Hugo, which if you haven't seen, is wonderful. And that's not a Tim Burton. It's a Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. But let me tell you, not a kid's movie. No. But holy, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Did it rip your heart out and leave a you in, a, in like a ball of sobbing tears on the couch? Not quite that far, but yeah, it's, it's got a nice punch you in the throat. I get it. Yeah, it's good, awesome actor. Like that kid is like, yeah. makes Elijah Wood look like nothing. I'm going to interject here because this is what I do. I was listening to the most recent episode of um, your show. Yeah. And I can't believe that you didn't pull out... Because you were talking about the Ugly Cry movie. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't even, like, touch on our movie. Oh, I know, because I've, we've talked about it several times. I know, times. but I was just like, I can't believe, yeah. like... I mean, Thomas. That's, like, yeah, that's a movie, mm-hmm. like, just you don't expect out of it. Mm-hmm. Prop, props for, you know, The Land Before Time. That, that gets yeah, time. yeah. So don't watch The Good Dinosaur, which is like the Land Before Time meets Old Yeller. You know, there's fucking 14 Land Before Time movies. The yes. Land Before Time meets Schindler's um, List. I remember I was watching like 8 or 9 or something. It's about the big water. And I was watching with some kids when I was babysitting. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. They're like standing next door. They're like, I'm scared of the bad, 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 bad water. See, I I'm think, afraid of the bad, yeah, I always bad, saw the first two. <laughs> So. I think that Ice Age more. is what Land Before Time kind of wanted to be. Like, like Would you shut your mouth. Land Before Time was amazing. Yes, I, I'm right. not saying it's not. Smack him right now. Why, why would you don't, don't hit me? Okay. So I wanted to bring Thanks, you man. some content for your episode. Oh, Jesus, you got a notebook on your next episode. Yeah, yeah, I have a binder. Not only a notebook, <laughs> but a binder. So for my class this semester, we we were doing a lot of Wall Street Journal article reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, as you know, I got the Wall Street Journal for the next eight weeks. I'm really interested if this is the article that I have typed down in my phone to go over with Summer. Uh, this is a journal. It's okay. not only an article. Okay. So I would like you guys Wall Street to look at this mm-hmm. and check it out. Okay. So this is from the Wall Street Journal from Tuesday, September 27th. Uh-huh. There is a big journal journal report in the Wall Street Journal of Women in the Workplace. Okay. There are multiple articles in here. Mm-hmm. And one that I picked out was uh, <clears throat> High Finance and Family Friendly KKR is Trying. So it, it kind of goes over this company and what they're doing to try and make mm-hmm. um, work-life balance type stuff. So like, mm-hmm. like in, in response to your... Uh, millennial conversation uh-huh. about the about having kids and everything. I thought this might be a kind of a cool article because it focuses on women in the workplace, which is what we me, are. Right, which is what you are. But yeah. like, there's a lot more millennials trying to get in of of women trying to work yeah. up the corporate ladder in the workplace. Um, but I'd like you guys to kind of take a look at this. I can give you my login for Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. so you can read it on your phone. Oh, this is fine. Paper's good. But I, I would like you guys to have this because okay. be, there's I think there's a lot of good talking points. This podcast is about our lives, right? And our lives revolve around nerdy things, stupid Florida stories. Our friends and work. You know, our friends and work. So we, we may not talk about our direct things of work, but if anybody knows how to use the internet, they can figure all that shit out pretty fucking <laughs> easy. But at the same time, it's always, it's always good to keep that stuff as great as possible, right? right? So, in class this week, I actually learned something that I completely didn't know. So, if you were an employee at McDonald's, whether you are a fry flipper all the way up to the CEO of the company, do you know what your five-year anniversary gift is? Uh, Take a guess, if a you don't Mac. know. Big Mac. Nope. No idea. Okay. Wind- windbreaker. Nope. It is a gold McDonald's ring with a diamond in it. Oh, Fair enough. Cool. Pretty nice, right? Yeah. yeah, they got the golden arches with diamond in it. You know, I said mm-hmm. a little five year service anniversary. What is your ten year, your ten year anniversary? Whether you are the bottom person or the top person, if you've been there for the whole time, what do you think that ten year anniversary is? I'm gonna say a watch. That's what that's what somebody said in class as well. What do you think it is? Ten year. Um... I have no idea. Okay, so let me let me only pop. because so many companies do different things. All sure. The time so to l- it let me let me preface this with something else. Okay. Then. What if that company was trying to really emphasize a work life balance? 
days um, off. Yeah, like three weeks vacation. Okay, so three weeks vacation. Which is generally pretty standard. You get three weeks at five, to five years, no, four so, weeks at So ten. let's say this is above and beyond you getting your X amount of vacation. This is just for being there for ten years. Um, I would assume, I would get, get extra, honestly, extra days mm-hmm. um, would be a huge thing. Or, you're correct. Or a flat, better flex schedule okay. option. You're, you're correct on the extra days off. They get a ten-week sabbatical. Nice. Paid. Bye, bitches. You get, at at McDonald's, you get a 10-week sabbatical at 10, 20, and 30 years. You know what I got for nine years? A fucking two-sentence email. Right. That's the one thing I don't think my company does great is celebrating anniversaries. I don't think they do a good job of it. There's a lot of companies that don't... there's something that they get for five years, but it's because we're so new and we're so young. You know, when I worked for the Jewels back in the day, we had so many people that had been there 40 years. Like, so many people that... I believe it. Yeah. Because Jewels been around since, what, Turn of the century. Well, the the company uh, changed its name here and there, but uh, since since the turn of the century, they've been around. It's it's technically Super Value, right? No, it's... It was. It was Albertson's Super Value. But still, the Jewel banner, people that have been working for Jewel Oscos have been around forever. And it wasn't uncommon to have... To like, I was the minority in the in the office being a five year, mm-hmm. let alone the people that most of the people in my department were 20, 25, 30, oh, 35 wow. years. And because they started working there 18 and they worked through Jill their whole lives, so they had a system down. And then when Albertsons came or Super Value came in, um, every year you got pro points that you could buy towards things, mm-hmm. and yeah. same things like if you you did well on your there, you, you could get them for different things through the company as well. Um, and then you could buy stuff off of them. I ha- had some like microwave dishes we had for a yeah. while. Yeah. Eventually, you could earn mm-hmm. up. And, they sp- and when you had big anniversaries, you got tons of pro points where you could get trips or jewelry or you know, right. luggage. I guess. Well, I guess the, the only thing what I'm trying to say is is that it's it's pretty nifty to me that if you think about a company like like McDonald's that really builds its empire on uh, you know first off um, real estate. Yeah. But on the fact that it knows how to make a, the same consistent thing as best as it can every time. And they treat the people from the bottom to the top the same. So real quick, at McDonald's, if you get the presidential award, so everybody in every department gets Mm -hmm. to nominate people, okay? The presidential award at McDonald's doubles your salary for the year. Wow. That's cool. So whether you make $20,000 working flipping burgers Mm -hmm. or you make $200,000 as a minor VP, that's you get cool. double you you in a payout. Not like you don't get double, but they give you a check for your salary. Boom, at that dinner, you get them by your family and everybody over, mm-hmm. and every group gets to nominate their. People. They had a big. I can't remember if it was twenty or twenty five years with Jewel. They had a big dinner, and then every five year anniversary got to be that is this big yeah. fancy dinner, and you could bring your family. Yeah. And, and it is for these reasons that I, Stephen Ambarda, now submit my two weeks' notice to uh, leave the company. <laughs> and go works for it goes and works for McDonald's. Seriously, you know if they if they approve a fifteen dollar minimum wage, deuces. I'll I'll make two dollars less an hour to fucking work at McDonald's. Absolutely, I will cash out my four hundred one k. I'll pay off every cent of debt that I owe, and I will flip burgers for a year. Absolutely, you could have a Bye. job. You could have a job in McDonald's corporate in two weeks. Probably could. You know, like actually, it just it, you know you know the hard part is always is always the fear of. It's not the fear of change, but it's always that that stepping out and well, sure, like there's, there's always that putting yourself out there. Because I put nine and a half years of teaching myself how to do this fucking job. Because guess yeah. what. They haven't taught me anything um, corporately about how to do my job. Speaking of the Jules Oscos, have you looked into the management training program at the Jewel Osco? I have not. They pay really well. And they train you. They legit train you. Unlike other bitches that don't. <laughs> Back in the day, uh, like when Kate did it, it was minimum plus 10 wow. for that. So what's minimum now? Like 9 bucks? Uh, I want to say 9 It's It's at least seven fifty. So, okay, so you're talking 17 an hour. That's not bad at all. No, it's not. I mean, it might not be what you're making now, but it's not bad. <laughs> it ain't far off, I can tell you that. <laughs> and that's just for training. When you're done with training, then you get raises. Mm-hmm. And it depends on where you want to go with the company. If you want to move up, you stay um, assistants, or you can go down the, the that kind of path, if, you know. Yeah. And they do train, and there are corporate positions, and it's a good foot in the door for corporate. And one of their two things, their two things they have to move up in that company, or you have a degree, which you have, and you go through their management training program. It's 20 weeks paid training. You get your vacation right away. You get benefits right away. 
401k. Pay me, motherfucker. It, I mean, if you're going to work retail, get paid, son. My main well. thing why I didn't stay was I ran out of places to move. I had gotten myself pigeonholed. Then yeah. you're that you were a woman in the workplace. I was a woman in the workplace, um, but more than that, I did. I got myself pigeonholed. I took what was supposed to be a promotion, and it was in the middle of, of a shitty, shitty economic situation where everybody was gone. Honestly, like there was a good chance my department would have been cut right. if someone had figured out the minimal amount of work we were doing. Because <laughs> I left, and two weeks later, my counterpart Bill left. And they didn't replace us. They gave the work to the stupid admin. And I'm going to say stupid admin. If this ever gets back to her, she's stupid. Uh, like, so what you're trying to say Oh, my God. <laughs> Not to mince words or anything. <laughs> I don't want to be misunderstood, but this bitch is dumb as hell. Oh, my God. She was. Box of rocks. She did our work. It tells you how much work we were doing. Um, I was probably doing four to six hours work, work, work worth of work in a week. And the work that I was doing was above and beyond the person that did the job before me did. Hmm. Because I would go through and fix all of the data that we would get new items. And I would fix all the descriptions to be consistent. So if we got Maybelline in, I would make sure all of them were consistent because the people were building them were were not of this country. And they didn't always shorten or things or abbreviate (laughs) things correctly. So I would fix it all. I know that pain all too well. So I would make sure they were all pretty because the next people that touched it were my old department. And I knew what a pain it was when things were fucked up or when things weren't grouped together, right? We called them floods. Yeah. And so I made it all nice and pretty and sent it over. And that wasn't part of what I was supposed to be doing, but I did it because I was good at it. Gotcha. And better to ask forgiveness than permission. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's how very little. Yeah. I, um, no, I totally get you on that. It's all good. Something to look into and think about. Right. They hired me as an idiot back in the day. So all you have to do is pass the... So! Interview. I don't know if you were ever an idiot. Mm. We have been talking about awesome things for about half an hour. Okay. I'm perfectly content continuing to talk about perfectly fun things. I think for half we're at a good stopping point before I, you know, drink the rest of the whiskey that I brought. So we can either decide to keep continuing recording and move into the next section of our show, or we can pause this and wait for the pizza that's going to be here in about the next five minutes. What do you think you want to do? I think we better break pause. while the breaking's good. And we are back from our food break on Something Gate. And we had some awesome pizza from a local pizza place, and now we have some fantastic Snickers ice cream bars, because delicious. Now our buffalo chicken pizza was not as good as as, no. as uh, Dr. Luke's place, but you know. No. Dr. Luke Dr. rocks Luke doesn't deliver. awesome. Not out here, not out in the uh, Romeo Thrill. No. Get on that. Yeah. Because I would order from there. Someone drive up here, I would order from there. Alright, so I kind of wanted to pop in a few topics here for this for this episode. I kind of want to go a little bit geopolitical on this one. Okay. Okay. So, I have this article from... This team looks so sad. <laughs> no, I sent him these articles earlier. He, he's, he's on board. Okay. So, I read this article earlier from The Guardian, which is a UK paper, about police with body cameras receive 93% fewer complaints, a study says. And we can always say a study says whatever, but... With the way that Nick Prohl always defends the heathens in the world and hates police, I figure we should talk about this. Nick Prohl. It all kind of boils down to that people behave better when they think they're being watched. Exactly. True. You know, and it's it's sometimes it's little things too. Like people are having a bad day, so you lash out. And if you got a camera on you, you think twice before you lash out. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily that all the people that were getting complained about were really horrific complaints. Sometimes it was probably like he was mean to me. Rawr. Sure. Right. And I, I I don't know if the body camera that was in the image attached to the article is the actual body camera. That's a pretty sweet but, body guy. But it being that obvious that there's a body camera on this guy as opposed to like a lapel pin or right. something like that, right. I think makes a big difference. I agree. So. I thought it was an interesting article. I thought the headline was a bit misleading because I read the headline, and then when I read the article further down towards the end of the article, it says that the officers with the cameras uh, ended up receiving almost an, an insignificant difference in complaints to the officers that didn't have the cameras on them. Or It, it was worded in a really funny way where it made me feel no, what, that... The, <clears throat> what, what it said is that the findings come with an important caveat, which is that the behavior changes appeared... Trillion cameras recording throughout encounters with the public and officers explicitly warning that they were on, the researcher said. So the the whole thing is that this study was done by Cambridge, for one thing, 
and that it was that the officers would announce that you're on camera, blah, 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 versus officers okay. that weren't okay. able to say that. I got you. All right. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. I mean, you're not going to act a fool if you know that the world is potentially watching because, I mean, it's a, it's a global audience now. You can watch a YouTube station from anywhere in the world with the click of a mouse. So right. If you want to act a fool, someone's gonna find out about it. No, so, I pitted a fool. <clears throat> so, so for this area, I couldn't. I couldn't not. <laughs> the Cambridge study conducted was conducted during 2014 to 2015 on an area that covered a population of more than two million people. And during the 12 months before the study, a total of 1,539 complaints were lodged against police in the areas examined. Accounting to 1.2%, I mean 1.2 complaints per officer on average. By the end, the number of complaints had fallen to 133 for the year across all sites, so 0.08%. I mean, that's a huge, I mean, 1.2 to 0.08. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's pretty amazing. And it goes across all the officers there. I would have liked to have seen um, the actual breakdown to individual officers if Officer X had 100 complaints before the body cam and now you know, two complaints afterwards. I would have liked to have seen that rather than it just being uh, a total of the population mm-hmm. intended. But two, covering about two and a half million civilians is a, is a pretty big, is, is a decent enough sample size. To, to me, to I mean, that it's like they went like, into like a city of 10,000 people. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if they did it in, you know, Tucson, Arizona or some shit. But, right. Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good sample size to, to project findings out. So... In my opinion, honestly, if I was a cop and I went to school for this back in the day and worked at police departments, I would prefer to have a recorder. Oh, God, I would have one on me even if it was not. I mean... You know, because I made that one comment about, you know, that... um I made the one comment that um, they're, they're, if they're having a bad day, it works vice versa, too. If the people can see them or know that they're being recorded, they're not going to, they're less apt to make a false report that their officer exactly. was mean or Like whatever. Steve said, act a fool. Yep. And there was, um, I want to Because say that's that. what, the th- what this thing said is that the officers during these stops and everything were const- constantly reminding the person that they were on camera. Right. Which, which is a show of force. So when you go through, go through law enforcement, one of the things is your shows of force. Being in uniform. Talking loudly, mm-hmm. reminding people that they are even you know, your, your physical proximity uh-huh. and all that. Yeah, and it, it, it reminds me of an article that I know I read. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but it was this: um, the cop arrested a girl for being uh, under the influence, and he booked her and everything, but he didn't take her phone. And she was in the bathroom at the police station. Oh, yeah. He he overheard her on in the bathroom talking to her friend, like, how do I get out of this? And the friend told her, oh, you know, you tell everybody that, you know, he touched you or something like that. And she's like, I want to file a complaint that he, you know, tried something. And the guy was, he went on body cam for like an hour and a half. Oh. And he's like, okay. And he introduced her to the medical. He's like, this is the medical examiner. He'll give you a rape kit and, you know, whatever. But this is all on body cam. She Mm -hmm. was like, "He, he, he, he touched me. And, you know, stuff like that, and it was totally bogus because he had that. I think it's great, you know, um, what I think the the next step of that is, is, okay, you know, all the cops have body cameras on. That footage needs to belong to the public as opposed to a private entity because they have all of this now in, you know, Michigan and in Chicago where, okay, yeah, our cops were having body cameras on. Uh, We're not going to release that footage to the public. Um, fuck you're not. I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're recording people like that, and if it's <clears throat> truly for the safety of the public and of the officers, there should be no reason. I, and I understand the reasons why you don't want to, but in theory, there should be no reason why you wouldn't want to be able to release that mm-hmm. instantly to a public. Like honestly, office. there's no reason that shouldn't be live streamed to a public domain website. Right. I mean, I, I guess you could say like because um, some, the only the only thing on why it it wouldn't be live is it could affect the um, you know, someone's right to trial sure, and things I like that. that. Yeah. So I can understand that, but I think it should be available within a reasonable time. Though that to me makes sense. Okay. You know, yeah, I get that. I mean, freedom of information actually like be able to just drop that wall that fast. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. So that kind of leads me to the next article that I brought up. 
that, that I sent to Steve earlier is a Florida Highway Patrol trooper accused of groping woman during a traffic stop was arrested. <laughs> this is not the Florida story of the week. It should be. <laughs> not off, not far off. But it's not. All it needs is a gator. But a Florida Highway Patrol trooper was arrested Wednesday on allegations that he groped women during a traffic stop. Trooper, this is from WFTV.com from Lake County, Florida. Trooper David Gonzalez, 35, is facing battery charges and was booked into Lake County Jail. 21-year-old victim says Gonzalez pulled her over early this month for speeding on U.S. Highway 441 near the Port Mall. She told investigators that Gonzalez told her to move her vehicle down a side street after con- uh, complimenting her looks. She said he asked her to get out of the car. He took her phone and to add himself to her Snapchat account before taking a selfie with the two of them. The woman said, said Gonzalez hugged her, kissed her neck, and groped her breast under her shirt. Gonzalez allegedly continued to, to message her on Snapchat after the traffic stop. On Tuesday, detectives monitored a Snapchat conversation between the victim and Gonzalez, during which they said Gonzalez said things that confirmed the victim's account of the traffic stop. A warrant was issued for Gonzalez's arrest and was taken into custody. He's being held on $10,000 bond. So, Steve, is this a... Fire him. Oh, he is. He is. But is this a... Is this an instance where a shoulder-mounted camera would help or hurt the cop? Oh, I think it would absolutely help because he knows that he's responsible for turning in that footage. And, you know, working with technology on the level that I do, there's only so many, oh, my equipment's not working excuses that you get before you start noticing a pattern. So... No, fuck this guy. The, the whole thing about adding himself to her, like grabbing her phone and oh adding himself God. to her Snapchat. How fucking dumb can you be? I, Forget yeah. dumb. That's like that's like l- lunatic. I mean, that is that's obsessive, like, bad. And that's why I, you know, normally I would say, you know, and that's if, just the one he got caught with. That's, that's exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, because you know, if he did this now. You know he's done it before. It's not as for if he was that bold to do that, tell her to move, take it, put himself on her yeah. Snapchat. I read an article a long time ago on BuzzFeed. It's not like it was a burner like phone that he's getting naked pictures on. About people that were being taken advantage by cops uh-huh. in lower income areas and stuff, basically like cops that were abusing their authority. Right? Did Nick Prohl write it? No. no. Okay. No, but it was it was more about like the cycle people get into and how they didn't feel they could get out of it. Uh-huh. I think it was actually it might have had to do with illegal immigrants. Yeah, like, it was like that I threat. Would, I would love to see this quote conversation he had with her to see, you know, what he said and what her replies were. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, why were they? Like, ha- why was she engaging in conversation? It, it's like why, was, why didn't you delete and block him right away? No, no, no. Well, she brought it to the cops and then she kept it because the cops were investigating the Snapchat oh. conversation. Okay. Yeah. So she brought it to them and then the Snapchat conversation corroborated what she. Uh-huh. He got her. She got him to admit it through the conversation uh-huh. that they that the police were the state police were monitoring. So actually, you know, good on you, Florida Highway State Police. You know, that's I'll give you some whether that's IA or not. Good job getting a creepo out of there. These are amazing. Aren't they delicious? I'm gonna have another one as soon as we're done talking about this. Mm-hmm. So level melty. The next thing I wanted to talk to you, Claire is that you and Summer have talked about like stuff on dating sites and things like yep. that. So. All hot bar none. This is from The Sun in uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. Dating website beautiful people to open LA club where guests are vetted to ensure that they are attractive enough. And this is the benchmark. So this club exists. Mm-hmm. It's a dating club. So mm-hmm. it's not like a weird club. It's a club for, for singles to meet each other. But you're vetted through the process to determine whether or not you're attractive enough to get in. Private company. What do you think? I mean, like, like positives, negatives. I mean, what do you think? I want to hear. I want to hear all sides. Well, all right. I have a number of issues with this article. Okay. All right. So it's a private company. You can let who you want into the club. The second you say it's based off a of subjective opinion, mm-hmm. you're offering yourself up to a lawsuit. Sure. Absolutely. Because you didn't let me in this club, and now I'm emotionally damaged, and you owe me $30,000. Oh, by the way, just for out there, this is in West Hollywood. I thought this this was written on The Sun, but it's in West Hollywood. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. So, I'm not big into there's the... There's dating sites that are the same way, too. Yeah. I mean, there's... 
you know, I'm not, you know, one to go clubbing. So. This is the website. No, this is the beautifulpeople.com website open. Like, so this is a dating site right. that already exists. Yeah. Opened up a live you know, I think, meet and greet, basically. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, and people are probably paid members, too. You have to think there's right. that. Um, but on top of that, like, I literally don't care. Um, because if you, like, the people that care about that <laughs> have you heard probably of, don't have, have the You know what I'm saying? Have you heard of like, Tinder? That's all I'm going to ask. Because that seems to be a lot more of an effective way. That guy's wiener's in the picture. That guy's wiener is in the picture. Well, the outline of his wiener is in the picture. Or at least what he is pretending is his wiener. Anyways, I mean, the, the real thing is, is the average person going... I don't know, like, I'm not speaking sentences, but, like, are you really going to try and get into a club that's that only wants beautiful people? Because if the people there are at a place that only wants beautiful people, there's probably not a, a whole lot of substance, because the whole point is not smart, beautiful people. Yeah. It's the beautiful when people. When your entire website has 800,000 members worldwide, how many are concentrated in that specific area of L.A.? Right. I right. just, I think it's stupid. So like, from a business standpoint... Good luck, guys. From a business standpoint, you're you're taking your public, you know, like, okay, so say you want to run a bar. Or that a pe- first or a chick restaurant. is not pretty. No, she's one of the uh, website um, committee members. She's fugly. And she gets to determine whether you're loud <laughs> enough to be in. She's, but she's not pretty. This chick has terrible eyebrows. She needs to go to the brow bar. They also That's need, a good looking man. That's a good looking man. They I'm all, not going to deny it. They all need a professional photographer. They, yeah, they are Just all, saying. yeah, not good. You know, having uh, frequented dating websites throughout the years... Y'all women need to learn how to take a fucking photo of yourself. Right. I'm available for tutoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just New from from a business <laughs> like from a from a business redheads only. <laughs> from a business standpoint, this club makes no sense. Okay, so you have your can you Google the population of West LA? Sure. Yeah. Keep talking, I'll pull that up. Okay. So you have X amount of a population. All right, so you're going to make this a members-only club for your website. West well, Hollywood. Okay, West Hollywood. So, all right. So rather than make your club... 35,708 people. Okay, so you have 35,000 people in your immediate city. Um, does it give a mileage for that census? Uh, I'm going to go with no. Okay. So let's consider the fact that people... Let's say people will drive two hours to your club. So that's give or take... You know, Southern Illinois, Champaign area to Chicago. So okay. that's a pretty big geographic sample. It's Friday night. Hey, what do you want to do? Oh, let's go up to the city. Okay, it's going to take. It's two West hours to LA, so you're probably including LA in that. Yeah, okay. so LA, LA. So call LA is three point nine million people. Okay, so you got four million people. Right. That's your sample size. Okay. Now of their website, I believe they said twenty six percent of American males and thirty six percent of American females. Uh, were allowed, quote-unquote, to become members of their website. Um, so what is 25% of 4 million? 1 million? 1 million. Okay. Call it, I mean, for rough math, right, yeah. So 1 million uh, of your males are considered qualified to come into your club. Of that 1 million, how many are going to be in there on any given night with the 1.2 million females that are in the same geographic area, considering the volume of things that are going to be available in that same space. Why would I drive two hours to get to your club that you might kick me out of because I'm not pretty enough? It, From a business standpoint, it's doomed to fail. I See, I disagree with you because I feel that if you think about the... Is it, is it Cartman land? Like, like best thing about Cartman Land is you can't come. Yes. So everybody wants to come. Yes, because if you make... So, for instance, the panel of people that get to pick who gets to come in and out of the... Like, be in that space like are the, six actors and, and actresses. And fuck you, panel. Who the hell are you? So... One of them is very ugly. So, what... So, the, my basis of this is... So, if you have a club that, that has a fire marshal approval of 150 people... Mm-hmm. You don't give a flying shit if there's 400 people outside trying to get in. You're going to pick the 150 prettiest people of that 400, and they're going to feel like they're the shit. And those 150 people in that club are going to get laid, and they're going to come back, and they may not be hot enough next time. You know, and then you can make people feel like shit, and then you can then then you can market with plastic surgeons 
with this place. <laughs> this is a perfect business model. This is the exact business model. It's an exclusionary business model that can sustain itself on a small population size. Not not small population, small admittance or, or um, inclusion. You know, you're. This isn't the Tinder bar. All right. So, what do you suppose rent is on on West Hollywood uh, for? You know, a bar. This place, yeah. if they bought it, nothing. Because then it becomes a write-off. Are you going to buy it? So if you it? rent it, so let's say hypothetically you rent it for $100,000 a what? Year. Okay, so 10, 10 grand a month. That seems awfully low, but okay. So hypothetically, 10 grand a month. All right. So, let, let, you know, let's, let's go even higher. Let's call it 10 grand a week. Okay. Okay. That For, for a Friday, Saturday night, 10 grand a week, five okay. grand a night. Okay. How many? Uh, so you've already got this panel of six. Yep. How much you pay them? Them? Uh, you're probably going to have to give them probably 100 grand each for the year. Okay. So um, you want a 200-person venue for a wedding that's going to be at least three bartenders and somebody to serve the food. Uh, they said they have a full menu, a mixologist, oh, and a cook. Right. So you've also got all your food, and you're in West Hollywood, so all your shit's going to be organic, vegan garbage. So how expensive is that? Yeah, but I, you, can't, you can't count that into the thing because they're going to mark it up. It's and not like the they're credit. coming in for free food. You're gonna you're gonna charge they're for food. They're charging for that. I don't see. I don't think it's sustainable. And furthermore, they're assholes. I think it's sustainable in West Hollywood. Yes, exactly. Would it work necessarily in Chicago? Probably not. No, because you're gonna have too many dumpy hipsters. There's there's too much other stuff out here. <laughs> you're gonna have to invest. That's in not focused windows. on that. It's a very different market out there. Yep. I don't know. Fuck them and everyone like them. <laughs> That's what we uglies think of you. <laughs> You know, us, us poor threes. <laughs> oh, man. So we have another article that I want to talk about at some point, but I got to wait. Got to wait till Jeremy's back on to talk about the MG Toes because they came <laughs> back on my feed today from almost a year ago. I was impressed. And, Jared, what's an MG Toe? Is a man that goes his own way. So he man goes his own way. Go your own way. It was, uh, I'm looking forward to having Jeremy back on the episode at some time. Is he still alive? Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he absolutely He has two is. kids. And, and a couple dogs. And a dog that he turned into a hamster today somehow. <laughs> Apparently. But it happened. I done seed it. No, so... I mean, we're about we're about fifty minutes into this thing. You just want to go right to our Florida story that we can call it a show. Might as well. It's been a while since we had a show under an hour. I know. Let's just knock this shit out. So, Steve, you got your uh, pipe? Absolutely. You got your uh, hat? Yep. You got your degrees in murderology and murderonomy? Indeed. So, Steve, let's say that you're a flirt, a man again. Yep. I like the one with the Louisiana guy who got stabbed. <laughs> he, he was my favorite Florida guy. <laughs> So, Steve, from Western <laughs> It so is. Oh, my God, I love it. Uh, we're gonna Over the next few weeks here, we're going to start expanding the Florida Stories in the week into uh, honorary Florida Stories of the week because there's just so much funny shit going on in the country that reminds me of Florida. And Florida's kind of had enough over the last yeah, couple months. we got to kind of stop beating on the easy kid. And, and I don't know what you all are talking about. No such thing. <laughs> so, Steve, you're a Florida man. Steve, and you, you, there's this invasive fish species Ooh, snake in heads. your waters. Not quite. Snake Not head. quite. No, lion. Lionfish. 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 They're saltwater fish. Arr, yes, they are. Guess and what? they're invading the Florida coastline. Guess what oh, Florida fuck. is? Guess, guess what Florida is on? A penis. The ocean. Yes, I understand. Okay. It, just, but just... Most inva- if you're talking about an invasive fish, it's usually freshwater. So, Steve, I, I don't think it's, it's fair. Hard to, it's hard to invade the entire ocean. Fair enough. So, Steve, I don't think it's fair to give you not enough information. So, <laughs> like usual, this Florida man. <laughs> you're a Florida man who got stabbed. What did you do? <laughs> uh, sure. This, you're the Florida man that is the FSDA's chairman for the Salt Life Super Series of Spearfishing. What the fuck is the FSDA? And considers himself an extreme outdoor athlete. Okay. Okay. So, I'm Jeremy Wade. Okay. So, Steve... 
How do you solve the lionfish over, overpopulation problem? Tiger sharks. No, how do you fish the lionfish problem? Uh, spearfishing. Close, but no, because he's already a spear fisherman, and this wouldn't be a fun article if it's just about what the shit he does. Oh. Uh, what do you hunt them with? What would be... What would you, I mean, so so you're, you're hunting them with something. Okay. And it's a saltwater fish. So the other part of the story is you're not in rivers. You're not on the Florida coastline. You're in international water. Not international. You're, you're, you're in actually federal water because uh, international water is like six miles off shore. Oh, tell me it's fucking dynamite. It's not. I wish it was. <laughs> no. Crossbow. No. <clears throat> Steve, something a little bit more handheld. Steve, you are Jeez, you're going on clock. Yes! <laughs> yes, it is! It is exactly as one Brandon man is get, trying to get rid of overpopulated lionfish in an unconventional way by Glock fishing underwater. <laughs> yup! Underwater. But that's going to raise all sorts of holistic <laughs> issues. <laughs> there is the video of it right here of him <laughs> doing it underwater. Awesome. And uh, he actually has. So he was Glock fishing about because nine miles from shore. So anything within nine miles is Florida tor- territory. Sure, and then it moves out to federal and then international. Yep. So the federal <laughs> Noah <laughs> Noah actually said <laughs> we have spoken with. So so the F, the Florida Wildlife Commission emailed him and said that we have spoken with our federal partners at Noah and have determined that your method of taking lionfish in federal waters does not violate any federal rules. <laughs> This man is allowed to Glock fish, li- Glock fish, lion fish. Oh God! In federal waters, he can't do it in Florida waters. Fair enough. But he can do it nine miles out. Oh wow! And he and he feels that this is the uh, proper method of eradicating this invasive species to the oh. coastal waters of Florida. Don't you catch them and sell them? I've watched a lot of tanks, and there's always lion fish involved. So, let me go with you on this one is that um, actually he is trying to... The natural fish population is getting pushed out because lionfish have predators. Uh, he said is lionfish, blah, blah, blah. But it ends up going to this article that he's actually trying to get the local fisheries to put them on the menu and, like, hunt them and... Yeah, because they're only extremely poisonous, sure. Right. So this whole thing makes... <laughs> And, you know, they might have a little lead poisoning in them. <laughs> I don't worry, but do not attempt all suns filmed under direct supervision. Glock 17 9mm Gen 3, which <laughs> apparently fires the fuck underwater. <laughs> Steve, look at this. It's amazing. Let's turn this up for the folks at home. He's going to hunt this lionfish. Lemon face. Arr. He goes right through it. No natural predator. So what he's going to do here. Can you get me fucking closer? <laughs> That's not a lionfish. No, he's just taking a picture of that one. Lionfish, bang. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. I kind of want to do it, and I'm kind of really not okay with it. I don't know what to do. I mean, if the federal government thinks it's okay, I mean, I guess... Hooray. Well, one lionfish consumes 80% of the reef's edible bait fish within well, an hour. Say that's not There's true. Danny Karkowski on the video. God. <laughs> she probably listens to our podcast. <laughs> Love you. But I uh, <clears throat> kind of want to end this on one really kind of fun note. Did you guys see the um, article today on Facebook about John Wick 2 having a new dog? Oh no, he's got a dog. Oh. He got him a pit bull. Oh. It shows him walking down a bridge yeah. with like this like not like a full jacked up dog, but like a brown, like kind of nice looking like pit bull next to him. But you know you know then John Wick when he looked at his dog and he kinda 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 has that derp face as it is to begin with. <laughs> he's walking with a derp face and the dog's just kinda like trotting along next to him. So I'm kind of I'm like even more excited now to see <laughs> Dog vengeance. But you already, but you already killed Theon Greyjoy. Now who's your villain going to be? <laughs> oh, it'd be great if they got Ramsay. Yeah, our children are still. That'd late. be amazing. It's be like nine forty-five. Oh, guys, bedtime. All right. So, Steve, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Oh, we're not going to talk about what? 
Oh, yes. yeah. We, yeah. Totally we're, bad we're, time. <clears throat> we're going to do that real quick. I forgot about that. So this is the uh, white nerdy bird portion of the podcast that I forgot to bring up earlier. Hashtag parenting. Because I am a shitty, shitty person. And apparently parenting. So, Steve, a certain movie came out this week that has touched all of our lives. By all of our lives, I mean our three lives very closely. <laughs> hey, it's got great international revenue generation. Yeah, it does. And I bet it's going to have a lot of great home rev- revenue I generation, so too. Because there's a lot of people like me that didn't go out and see it right. that are like... I can finally watch it. <laughs> Steve, what's this movie? It's a movie called Warcraft. So, Steve, let's just jump right into it. Steve, Claire, myself, let's give it our ratings on the uh, non-Jared scale. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten. I would give it a good, solid seven and a half. And that's in the all movies. When it comes to this type of movies, it's more like a nine. Yeah, and in its in its fantasy genre, I would bump it up to probably an eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. So retroactively, accurately rating Suicide Squad as a five. <laughs> for the record, I would give this for me. I think if I was trying to tell somebody else how I feel about this, I'd say seven and a half. But for me. This was an eight, eight and a half, yeah. almost nine. Like, I mean, it gave me everything I wanted. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna love it because we're fans of of the game and the world that that generated it. Uh, watching it on on Blu-ray since uh, since it came out. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. how does it look? It's it, oh, it's great. Like oh, it's nice. it's definitely better than watching it bootleg from some Chinese website that not, we wouldn't. Not, ever not do. saying that we would ever do that, but um, I think particular. Yeah, particularly the mocap is excellent. Like if you watch, uh, you know, Duratan's performance, and right? The you know when when Goldon is is challenging him, like, oh, are you going to take me on, or are you going to challenge me? What are you going to do? And he's kind of he's kind of twitching and won't look him in the eye and things right. like that. Like you, you you can't do that unless you have an excellent you know actor portraying portraying that. So I think right. it's really solid. My only gripe with it. Is that it is so fast telling the story. It's like, yep. okay, we've got this thing called the Fell, and it's it's bad. And okay, we've got this wizard in in Stormwind, and now we got to go talk to the king. And why is the king in Goldshire? Because if people don't know where Goldshire is relative, it's to not relative to anything, right? It's like, well, why are we going to Goldshire? Well, that that's fan service, right? And Absolutely. Have, and I wouldn't have gotten that had I not played the game, right? And I wouldn't have known where you know, the portal is in the Blasted Lands and where the orcs were, you know, marauding through the world. I think it moved to that, and it really didn't need to because it's only about an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. Okay. So if you'd have slowed down just a tiny bit and established a map. Fair enough. When um, when they captured What's-Her-Name and, and she goes before... Corona? Uh, King Land, yeah. Two hours and three minutes. Okay. So... You know, at, there's it's one. It's not point, a three-hour movie, right? It's, so it's, there's a point there where he's like, "Where do you come from?" And he points to the to the top of his amphitheater. And there's a map of the world. You could have you could have easily gone, "Okay, your portal's here. You attacked here, 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 and here. Where did you come from?" Right. To, to give you a spatial sense of where right. everything is, because we know, but exactly. people that haven't seen it and don't. Even even me knowing where Dalaran is mm-hmm. initially knows that it's, you know. In Northrend, and right. that's never established as a completely different continent from where they're fighting right. in the Eastern Kingdom. Right, because yeah, because he they go, oh, you went to Dalaran, and we're right. like, oh, they went to yeah, Northrend. Right. It's, it's a floating city, right. awesome. That's what yeah, really we're in Karazhan, then in Dalaran, right. and it's like, but we're like, oh my god, they're going all over the place. Yeah, you and, know what though? A lot of it, I think. Okay. I don't know where anything is at in World of Warcraft because I always take someone else's ride. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. Totally. Crazy. Totally going to meet. And, and Steve is the scout. Actually, because you're not an explorer. I'm not an explorer. <laughs> um, I have a mage and I portal wherever the fuck I want to go. That's so I don't really know where anything on the map is outside unlike, of... Unlike, like, unlike us other schlubs who explored right. half the continent before we could even fly. <laughs> Dummy. Dummy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I did not do that. However, I did not feel that I needed a map. At the same point, I will say they did a ton of fan service without I think, <laughs> really taking away from the story. The Murloc is yeah. like one of the best parts. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, it's little things like um, when he polymorphs the dude yes. into a sheep. 
Uh-huh. And, the guard, yeah. And you're all like, yes! And especially, like, you did not play old school WoW, Steve. My favorite Jared, my favorite you, hold on. The polymorph line yeah. is when he goes, yeah, it only lasts for about almost a minute. You know, it, <laughs> yes. like, kind of spells out exactly how long the spell polymorph. lasts. I'm like, yeah. yes. Um, but old school, while you had to polymorph a lot more than you do. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. That was the only way to survive as a mage, was to polymorph half the shit. <laughs> um, so you could move and do anything. So, like, that's why the polymorph, especially the old school players, I thought they did a lot, and, which was a tiny little joke, which made people giggle that probably didn't sure, play. yeah. And but I, didn't detar- detract from the story and fan. Pick, yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to pick up on that. And I'm, like, I'm splitting hairs. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the yeah. movie. It's definitely... But if you have to pick something to pick on, that's a, that's sure. a valid, valid argument. I, I thought costume design was spectacular. Yeah. Um, costume execution and set design was amazing. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of real quick cuts to, like, their shields and their swords and stuff. And if you slow that down, like, that's not CGI. That was built. Right. And it's built very, very And that's well. one of the things that Blizzard... That's why I was so excited about this movie, because one thing that Blizzard does very well is their cinematics and things like that. So to see Blizzard have some creative control over this kind of a movie, finally, mm-hmm. makes me really happy. To speak to your quick progression through the movie, this is the first three books of the of the whole lore. Oh yeah, they had, they had a lot of so, stuff to go so through. So they I get it because because when they were looking to do this movie, they went, "We either can do the first part or just shoot for the moon and put." Everything out there sure. and hope for number two. Right. And because number two is going to be awesome. Because number two is going to be about Thrall and it's going to be... Are they number doing two is number be, two? Oh, they have they, they They made almost a billion dollars overseas. It, so... Um, I believe it was in like $950 million I overseas. Skip, I skip all the cutscenes. Okay. <laughs> I know as much I want to get this number right. So as much as I like playing WoW... I skip all the cutscenes. <laughs> I don't read any of the blogs or shit. So I don't read it. I probably know as much about WoW as I do about comic book movies, and I feel like I really didn't have to ask any questions after this movie except for one about the whole Thrall thing. Mm-hmm. And more more than that, actually watching the movie has for, made for me those in-game. Who, for those who don't know, Thrall is Orc Jesus. Yes. Thrall. Or Orc Moses. Okay. Orc so, Moses, yeah. real quick, the production budget was $160 million. They made domestic total gross $47 million, so they okay. way missed their budget on that. However... Worldwide, with domestic, they made four hundred and thirty-three and a half million dollars. Okay, so they tripled their yeah. budget. So more than enough that's, to yeah. garner. Per- but that's just sequel. that's just box office, right? Right. That's not. I bet they've made. I bet they made. If you if you triple your budget box office globally, yeah. especially so, when you especially when you preferentially right. launch. So for for the sake of comparison, look up the budgets to Iron Man compared to okay. what they brought in. Okay, give me one second. So keep talking, so I pull while I pull this up. No, I just I thought it was great. I, I, like I probably I didn't walk away asking questions. I think actually yeah. now and, when I'm in game, can, I'm like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah, and consider, <laughs> considering the fact that it it stars nobody. Oh, well, but it doesn't star complete nobodies though right. either. They're A lot all of the competent car- actors. Well, they've all been in stuff sure. too. Yeah. I was like, it's just not you don't have Viggo Mortensen and you know, no, okay, McKellen and you know, so Iron Man B list. So Iron Man, for instance, production C-list. budget was 140 million. Okay. So World of Warcraft was 162, and, and that was that was 10 years ago. Right. This is so. This is not adjusted for inflation. Right. Obviously. Okay. But the domestic and so the the worldwide gross was five hundred eighty five million. Okay, so, so about a hundred million short of what Iron right, Man. So did. you're you're roughly equivalent to Iron Man, which launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe with its success. Right. So maybe not domestically, but worldwide, yeah, you'll you'll generate. Well, and this is right. more niche than I think That's, Iron Man is too. Right, and Iron Man doubled over over doubled its budget domestically. Kind of made it a little bit more than its budget internationally. Sure. Whereas World of Warcraft hit huge internationally. Sure. Did I talk about when I went to see it on here? No, not yet. That's why I wanted to kind of. So as Claire, I kind of wanted to bring this up because Claire was the one of us, nerd, that went to see it in (laughs) the theaters by herself. I had a gun, but no one asked me. 
Nobody was. You guys were doing something, weren't you? So adjust for oh, ticket. No. So adjust if you adjust for ticket price inflation. Um, Iron Man would have made just under seven hundred million. Okay. Uh-huh. So another put another one hundred and fifty on. Yeah. All right. Um, but either way, I went to Quadruple see it. Its budget. Literally the last weekend it was in theaters, and I was going to Joliet, and I'm like, "Ain't nobody gonna be in this theater. It's the last weekend of World of Warcraft." The place was sold out. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? It was like a three o'clock show on a Saturday afternoon or something. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the first Man Day, which is the cheap one. Right. It wasn't like date night movie. It was mm-hmm. the middle of the afternoon and I'm like sitting in my chair and then like I pull my hoodie up like I'm gaming. That's and, like, when we come out to play. Trying to pretend like no one saw, like I'm like, no one, no one, I'm not here. But I was, I couldn't believe that I've never been, I've gone to see movies when they're in opening by myself, like, I went to see, like, This is the End, for example. There were two people in the movie theater. Right. You know, like, and one of them sat next to me. I got really mad and had to move. I was like, Fuck Which is you. why I only ever go to IPIC now. I re- like, e- even even Regal Cinemas, Yeah. unless you convince me somehow to go to it, I'm like, nope. I don't know why he He doesn't like the Regal for some uh-uh. reason. I don't know no, why. No, because the, the armrests aren't, like, six inch. They aren't, like, the 18 inches that you get at IPIC. Uh-huh. They're, like, eight inches. He doesn't like to slum it. We discussed this on the last episode. <laughs> oh, my God. He's terrible. But either way, I, I couldn't believe how many people were in there. And people were, like, laughing and giggling. And a lot of yes. them, I'm sure, were fans at all the same spots. But it was it was a good movie. Like, it, it, it provoked a tear here and there. I will admit it. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. I, I love that scene. Like, where I I love the Griffin in it. I love the scene, like when they're holding off the the fell orc band in the yeah, in when the, uh, Medea in, puts on the fucking lightning shield. Yeah, and wow. the blizzard and everything. I was like, oh my god, it's a blizzard! He's casting blizzard. I thought it was cool when they were doing. Um, I missed the. How did I miss Blizzard? Anyways, what, like I like how they draw up the portals and stuff. Yeah, and just like, the, the little. It, it's there's cool. a lot of little fun stuff. It's fun, and I don't. It's think, nice to see Kedgar as a young man. <laughs> yeah, because we've seen his ass as old as hell. Old as fuck, man. Well, not old as hell. I mean, probably, guy's probably like six hundred years old in the thing, but yeah, he looks like he's fifty. Yeah, Silver yeah. Fox. You know all the all the orcs that we've been you know fighting over the last. Because I realized I've been playing for about a year now. Yes, you have all these fucking orcs. That you know are like these like far off bosses that you know coming into it when I did with Warlords of Drainer, um, you know I don't know a lot of the backstory. I'm only learning a lot of the backstory now as I'm going back to gain achievements and you know rep- We know someone that has factions. a lot of books if you want to read them. I'm sure we do. <laughs> but as we discussed last episode, I don't read well anymore. So I'll just watch cutscenes on YouTube. Fair there enough. you go. I like I'll it. just hit you escape. Know, escape. Why would it let me skip this cutscene? <laughs> so sorry. I think that we should kind of end this portion with kind of like the thirty sixty thing. It also gets a negative uh, half point for not having any hunters. Yeah, fair enough. Hunters. Well, the, the, no was, hunters. But it was only initial classes that were included right. in this, yeah. right? That's yeah. why you don't see a lot of the other races too. Like you don't see Torrens, so, and you, you know, don't if they want if they want to put his hand cannon in game as something that I can transmog, I would totally. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty, that's sweet. pretty sweet. The boomstick. Yes, I like that. He's like, it's a boomstick. What's it do? <laughs> <laughs> so on this one, is it a rent or a buy? Is this a thirty? You know, it's a thirty sixty. Is this a rent or a buy? Um, I bought it. Um, I, I did not hesitate to buy it when it came out. Um, if you like anything in the realm of fantasy, if you like Lord of the Rings, if you like Dragonheart, if you like Harry anything Harry Potter ish, anything epic, yeah, you'll you'll like it. And if you're a rewatcher, if you're a rewatcher, I say buy. Yeah, because oh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna miss things the first time around. I, so we've watched it now four times, and we haven't even broke it. That that was that was between the theater and the other thing, you know, that shall not be named. And we haven't even broken open the DVD. My digital download that I got for buying it. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, But we haven't opened up the Blu-ray yet, and I still would watch it. Yeah, and I'm not even that night. <laughs> I'm going to watch it tonight when I go to bed. <laughs> or fall asleep on the so couch. Claire, so, per, rent or buy? Buy. I say, I say it is a buy um, with the same caveat Steve does. But however, if you are weary about it, I still recommend renting that movie because it is a fun time. Yeah. Or, it's bar- not a skip. or borrow it from us. Or borrow yeah. it from us. Come on over and play World of Warcraft. I'll let you show. I'll show you how to download the free, uh, free trial. The free trial, and uh, we'll go from there. You can be a recruiter friend. 
Oh, um, one of Claire, us. I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask. How did your uh, How did your dungeon run with Summer go on the level one hundreds while we were cooking? It went pretty good. I think your hunter was too complicated. There's a lot of mechanics to a hunter. There is. It's not like some of my, like like honestly, she probably would have done better running my mage, who's one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want to, it almost said the dungeon was too low. You almost need to run. She almost needs to run with all of us mm-hmm. or two people to kind of like actually do to, stuff because we could into, one to get into a fight instead of one shotting. You know, or just you know buy the she could just you know buy the expansion out and just token her 100 and we could all just play. Does she together. get a token for the 30 day or no? She no. Has to, when she buys the expansion, yeah. she'll get a token. All right, so why don't you take us out, Steve? All right, well, number one, get on that nitro. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, get on that Kenny, so that we can have a full party because some people. <coughs> <laughs> bailed. Don't, uh, don't play with us. That anymore. got me back into it. Bailed on us. <laughs> Asshole. Dicks. But he's um, reading all the books. All of them. Fuck that kid. So, Making fun um, of you. Be sure and uh, support all of our uh, artistically gifted friends with uh, Dork County featuring the art of Nick Pearl and SDK Artistry featuring our own Summer Nitro. AKA Anti Nitro. Yes. <laughs> uh, listen to all the great shows on the Disease Network, such as You're Gonna Get a Disease. Starring Luke, Nick, and Jonah. Um, that just happened. Starring Adam and Rodney. I was trying to help. Not <laughs> failing. <laughs> also bed. with uh, a limb insurance, 312-945-6254. Sure. In case shit happens. Um, <laughs> uh, once a month, tune in to uh, Mama Claire and Auntie Summer on... The Badge Dialogues. And then, of course, uh, there's us. Something date starring me, and I guess me, and also me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have all of our great one-offs like Dash Drunks. When is there going to be another Dash Drunks? Oh, I'm I want I want to be on the next one. <laughs> I want you to be sober on the next one so you can continually experience what it's like to record with you. No, never. <laughs> and then uh, all of the uh, one-offs. Uh, listen to the upcoming 100th episode, which should be dropping any time. Probably I before believe. this yeah, airs, so yes. I hope you guys already listened to episode 100. And if you and haven't, do it. Where we get our asses kicked. Yep. Um, and we appreciate your support. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, keep your custom ideas flowing for me and for the group at large. And have True a great, great uh, rest of your week. You forgot the thingy. Uh, that oh, about uh, haters hating and traders trading? Yes. All right. Well, haters are going to hate. Traders are going to trade. Ooh, Rogue One comes out soon. Woo! And then we're going to have to go theater gate. Yes, we will. This has been something gate. Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.